Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst, Glenn Kirshner. For the holidays, Glenn is interviewing his longtime friend, former FBI agent and fellow MSNBC contributor, Frank Figliuzzi. Here is part one of his conversation with Frank. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to my Justice Matters channel. And I am thrilled today to have a friend and former career law enforcement official with me, Frank Figliuzzi. Is it Figliuzzi or Figliuzzi? Let's keep it simple, stupid, as they say, right? Which is three syllables, Fig Luzzi. I won't get in even into the Italian pronunciation, which is Figliuzzi. Let's stick with Fig Luzzi, three syllables. Good. I was going to spend the first 20 minutes asking you about the history of your name. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, so, no, Frank, I am thrilled to to have you here, to have you kind of help talk us through where we find ourselves on the law enforcement landscape, on the legal landscape. I mean, you have a really vital voice in the national discussion, courtesy of MSNBC, where you're a national security analyst. Do I have your title right? Yeah, that's that's right. And I just finished my sixth year. So just starting my seventh year. I cannot believe it. Obviously, it's been so incredibly busy for both of us, Glenn, that it just zipped by. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I wish neither of our services or experiences were necessary, but but here we are. I hope we put ourselves out of business at some point. I used to say that when I was a homicide prosecutor and chief of homicide at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. We were working desperately to put ourselves out of business. Unfortunately, we always remain fully employed, and I suspect that the same will be true for what we're doing now. You've got me by about a year. I'm about midway through my sixth year as a legal analyst. And I always love when I hear that you will be one of the other panelists and we get to do the law enforcement piece from your perspective, the prosecutorial piece from my perspective. But I want to start with a book you wrote that's been out for some time now. It's called The FBI Way, Inside the Bureau's Code of Excellence. I have a copy of it right here, and I will put a link in the description of this video if you want to purchase Frank's book. And I can tell you because I've read it, you probably do want to purchase it. As I was reading it, Frank, I was kind of looking back wistfully on my 30 plus years as a Fed. Now I was exclusively a prosecutor during those three decades. But what you talk about in this book, the FBI's history of excellence, made me long for the days when I was working cases with WFO. We were trying RICO cases. That is the Washington Field Office, which was directly across the street from my former office, the U.S. Attorney's Office, it made me very nostalgic, but it also reinforced what I know, which is that the good men and women of the FBI are dedicated to public service from start to finish. Yes, we hear about the occasional nightmare scenario, 
but nobody should have a misperception about what the FBI is all about. So here are the two things that I want to start with. And I have a feeling this has not garnered much attention from the folks who have read the book. And I wonder if you've ever been asked about this. I want to go back to the young Frank Figluzzi because you share in this book that when you were a law student, you spent some time working at the Public Defender's Service, which is not the kind of you know uh, work experience that many prosecutors or law enforcement FBI agents necessarily have. What can you tell me about your time working for PDS, the Public Defender Service, while you were, I assume, still trying to figure out what you wanted to do with your career? Yeah, I mean, a couple of observations. First, I think every good lawyer, and, and this really applies outside the legal profession, everyone in the profession should try to see the other side of the table, right? And it give, it makes you a better whatever it is you're going to do. And as dedicated as prosecutors are, I saw incredible dedication to the mission there. And one of the things I took away from it is that we really are on the same team, law enforcement, prosecutors, and defense. And I and I know that, you know, the tensions are legendary, of course, between prosecutors and criminal defense attorneys. But if they're both legitimate in their mission, they're simply seeking the truth. And really, that's what I saw there. And I saw people dedicated to just enforcing the Constitution and getting people their rights enforced and holding the government to the burden, which is the burden of proof in a criminal case. And I saw some really talented people, particularly in Connecticut, at the state public defenders level, who were dedicated to capital crimes, crimes you could be executed for. And I saw some of the best people in the business there. But I will also tell you, Glenn, I came away from that experience during law school going, that's probably not for me. That's just probably not the side that I want to belong to. Yeah, fair enough. We can respect the work they do and em embrace their important mission, but it's not necessarily for everyone. And I felt this about prosecution work. But, you know, as I tell my students at George Washington University, my undergraduate criminal justice students, we always need great law enforcement. We always need great, honest, ethical prosecutors. And we certainly need great, honest, ethical public defenders. I mean, I say that as a prosecutor, I kind of had one job. I had to try to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. They sort of have two jobs. They're zealously representing the interests of their client and they are guarding against government overreach, abuse, and misconduct. Now, Frank, you and I both know that we were also guardrails against government abuse, overreach, and misconduct. And when we found that on the government side, we had to jump on it with both feet. But I want to now ask you about where you were just leading us. Also in your book, you said that your law school classmates in your third year, when you were kind of realizing you were going to pursue a career in law enforcement, you said they couldn't understand why in the world I would want to do something like this. Are you really going to play cops and robbers? How will you live on a government salary? What is it that inspired you to want to go into law enforcement? Well, you know, I, look, I was raised in a in a household where I was taught, look, there's good and there's bad in the world. And those forces are colliding. 
And I wanted to be part of the good side. Justice appealed to me. The fairness thing appealed to me. And I can recall even at 11 years of age, Glenn, and I tell this story in the first chapter, reaching out to the special agent in charge of the FBI in Connecticut and saying, hey, I'm 11 years old. I I think I want to be an FBI agent. And he wrote back to me personally. And so I today never say no to a kid who's asking me about a career in the FBI. So that was really what drove me was that sense of fighting for justice. But I will tell you, those same law student classmates of mine, and I went to school at UConn Law, and that's in West Hartford, Connecticut, the capital of the insurance business in the nation, right? The Travelers, the Hartford, Aetna, et cetera, all headquartered there. And so most of the my law school uh, classmates ended up going into the insurance industry, good money, right? But I'm telling you, in about two years, they were calling me at the FBI and saying the ethics was horrible. They were screwing little old ladies out of their claim because they slipped on the ice somewhere. They didn't like the hours. They didn't like the mission. And they were asking me how to get into the FBI. So I felt a bit justified there. We'll be right back with more of Glenn and Frank right after these messages. This is Justice Matters. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let's turn to what you and I will be doing together for 10 days Hmm. this coming summer. Indeed. So again, if you listen to Glenn and and me, you've heard us say how surreal it is to go from a career in relative obscurity, particularly for me, much of my FBI career was in in classified counterintelligence work. Could never talk about what I did. And now we find ourselves on television regularly and it's surreal. But even more surreal was a call I got a couple of years ago from a a travel company that sponsors personalities hosting cruises. So I thought it was a joke. I thought maybe Glenn was calling me as a prank. But no, they were for real. And I hosted a cruise to Alaska on Oceana Cruise Lines. It was successful. Now they've asked Glenn and I to do it together and do it in July in the Mediterranean The ports of call are absolutely stunning. We start in Greece and the Greek Isles. From the Greek Isles, we'll go to Barcelona. Spain is our final destination, but we'll stop in multiple ports in Italy. We'll be in Saint-Tropez, France. And most importantly of all, if you're asking why in God's name are you doing this, I'll speak for myself personally. When I'm planning a vacation, I have to think about where I'm going and whether I'm really going to have to worry about the Trump banners and boats or the F. Biden t-shirts, which by the way, my typical vacation spots are are in Florida at Siesta Key, Longbow Key. Last time I was there, obscene flags and t-shirts everywhere, even little kids wearing obscene shirts about Biden. And I said, you know what? The places I eat and drink at, I don't need this aggravation. 
So if you want to be with like-minded people who are passionate about preserving justice, why not vacation with them? You can come and go as you please. You'll see Glenn and I three times at least, but probably a lot more in receptions and talks and discussions, some neat excursions, fun time, like-minded people. That's what it's about. Frank, I can't wait. I'm actually very excited about it. Yes, it was surreal kind of being approached on this. But as I've said in some of the messages I've posted, it's like, listen, do you love democracy? Do you love the rule of law? Do you love decency and empathy and ethics and diversity? Well, guess what? We do too. And I'm not trying to sell anybody a cruise, but if you vacation via a cruise, this one is going to be unbelievable, not just because Frank and I will be there, but I mean, there will be lectures, there will be happy hours and Q&As. And I'll tell you, I can be just as happy talking to a thousand people in an auditorium or two people in a a coffee shop or a diner. Diners were my thing in New Jersey. And I am just as interested and enthusiastic in talking about these issues that we're living with now. And, you know, kind of going back to where we started, you know, when Frank talks about the need to collectively spring into action I see this as an extension of that. We all, you know, justice is a team sport. We all need to get in the game, even if you've never been in the game before. And I see this cruise as an extension of that. So I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great time. And I will post again a link to information about the cruise in the description of this video. So everybody, at least go check it out. See if it's something you'd be interested in doing and you get Frank and I on board as a bonus. Okay, and here's the bonus question because we're going to be on the ship together. Yeah. Do you sing karaoke or not? <laughs> if you do it, I'll do it. We're gonna uh, do a duet, Frank. I got a lousy voice, but we're gonna do a duet. I've been known I've been known to do it before. This is gonna be fun. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.